You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Only he knew he lived to be 365 When the Lord came and took him Back to heaven alive I saw, I saw the light from heaven Shining all around I saw the light come shining I saw that light come down When Paul prayed in prison, them prison walls fell down. The prison keeper shouted, redeeming love I found. I saw, I saw the light from heaven shining all around. I saw the light come shining. Okay. Oh, this is uh, Leonard Ponce's friend. He's still feeling. He's still sick. I can't do that again, man. That was really good, though. I listened to that. Uh, I listened to that last week, and I was rolling. I'm my I'm my biggest fan. I was rolling at work, man. I listen to it. whenever it comes out. I listen to it like a fan, even though I just recorded it. I forget completely what we said. So. Uh, some things come to me, and then I'm just like, oh, man, I totally forgot I made a fake voice. It's I totally, perfect. I'll always forget, and then I'll edit it actually at work two days later, and I'll listen back, and things will always jump out at me. <laughs> Do you ever, like, uh, listen back and just laugh your ass off? It, it, I was dying during Geppetto. I thought it was the funniest <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Geppetto. Geppetto, if you're out there, man, it, it, it came down through... Um, <clears throat> Like uh, the punk community and on like somebody's secret message board that I talk shit on Geppetto. So he's uh, kicking me out of the living room with sheets put up. That's rough. Yeah. You'll find a place. He's like, dude, we don't need any of that negative channeled energy uh, in this house. This is a peaceful punk house where we have family dinners. So uh, unfortunately, you're not allowed to uh, grace us with your presence anymore. You know, um, me and Gav have been laying in bed watching The Real World for uh, a couple days now. Season, uh, <laughs> she started on season one without me, I caught up, and then we're in the middle of season two. Yeah. It really, looking back, man, Punk Kids really ran with that Real World shit. Oh, jeez. Like, Punk Kids in the punk houses, they they took that shit and really, uh, they took it to heart. Ugh. It's, um, <laughs> well, I mean, you have well, essentially like ten punks and then a Pedro. No, so, and, or ten pucks, you know, and then like ten a Pedro. Punks and a Pedro. <laughs> ten, you know, puck. You know, it's like uh, ten, ten punks and a Pedro. No, it's a uh, ten pucks, and then like one Pedro. Like, hey, his name's uh, this guy. His name is Jordan. He works with me at the coffee shop part time. He just needs a place to go. It's he cool. just needs a yeah. Just needs a place to crash, and you find out like he 
is into Jason Mraz, and he's like the weirdo, like wild card roommate. Oh yeah, yeah, up, definitely, being the definitely cool- Christian really comes out when <laughs> yeah. he's uh, when he's huffing glue. Who ends up being the coolest one and is like totally <laughs> chill and like who drank my beer, my expensive, who drank my Amagong beer, bro? That was like ten bucks a bottle. What the fuck? <laughs> but he can't say anything because he's afraid because you know he's afraid of these people. He's never seen them before, mm-hmm. and then the person he knows from the coffee shop moves out. And then he's just kind of stuck there. It's just, that's it. He's there. Yeah, he's in a weird spot for money. But then, like, six months later, he's totally crushing punk girl Jug because they think he's so different. (laughs) And so, see, that's how it works, man. You know, you have to be punker than thou. No, yeah, you're wearing a bullet. You're wearing a fucking bullet belt. I'm wearing a three-piece fucking Jose Banks suit. Fuck off. (laughs) That's That's how punk I can get, man. How high can a punk get? Not how low can a punk get. Um... So we're going to be, uh, this is Easter. Happy Easter, Andrew. This is Easter, yeah. The uh, uh, the weird Polish Catholic church outside of my house has been fucking popping off for two popping. days. They had a cop actually stationed outside yesterday because there were so many masses. And every now and then I would just look out my window and be like, holy shit, there are 1,000 Polish people outside right <laughs> There's so many like leather racing jackets outside. I can't even fucking, oh, I can't my even God. count. Were there like a lot of people like falling down on a banana peel or like trying to, put, <laughs> trying to screw in a light bulb? There's so like... many people killing themselves by jumping <laughs> Out of basement windows. It was ridiculous. <laughs> there's like a, like a submarine with a screen door parked. In. <laughs> wow. You know, I love these old dad fucking xenophobic Polish jokes, man. It's the reality of my life. It's the reality. Yeah. Is there a car with like a screen door and like feet cut out of the bottom? They thought it could get better gas mileage, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's, it's been a weird weekend. Um, uh, Easter was cool for about 15 minutes today. Uh, I got word that my grandfather had died. Yeah, that's, was, that's a heavy thing to get on Easter. Well, he's a, he was an older man, 92, I think. And he, uh, in the later part of his life, he had prepared himself for the inevitable. And he, I think towards the very end, he really just wanted to go. And I think he prepared himself and was ready to go. So it's like grief mixed with relief. Uh, I'm sad because he's a cool dude. And I'm uh, happy that he believed that he would move on to a better place or just, you know, get the fuck out of the hospice he lived in. Uh, Either way, um, rest in peace, Joseph Walsh. yeah, both of my both of my grandfathers were the same way. Where it was just like everyone was bummed, but at the same time yeah. they were so far gone. Where you'd sit there and be like, "Hey, how are you?" And you'd get really scared, be like, "I don't know who you are. You should leave." I'm like, okay, yeah. all right, okay, and let's, let's all just he, dial it back. I think he, yeah, I think he had his capacities, but he was like, he was on some like like mini stroke shit. I mean, it, the writing was on the wall. Yeah. So, um, but I still went to my I went to my folks' house and uh, informed them that I was vegan. Couldn't eat any Easter candy. Couldn't eat the dinner they. Uh, cooked for us so i had uh i had brown rice and soy sauce oh, they must have loved that oh th- they, this again you're doing this again yeah you know that's exactly what we I thought was. you outgrew this but uh you know a couple drinks later my father and i were farting at the dinner table oh, and then uh, that was fine we were good i <laughs> still i haven't been vegetarian in 10 years 12 years mm-hmm. something like yeah. that i will still sit down at christmas dinner and have somebody be like oh we gotta give you a plate of broccoli <laughs> yo it's not fucking funny like what are you kidding me well i think it's pretty funny all right i'm uh, glad you think so next time i see you i'm gonna make a vegetarian joke hey uh, andrew you want to make some veggie chili and like hang uh, out and want to watch my my satan my satan crop grow man no seriously can we make veggie chili no, that'd be great. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, we have some business to take care of also. Yeah, Before we got a lot going on. Because this is the lazy episode where we just kind of read Tumblr questions. I wish this was broadcast live so we could get yeah. Tumblr questions uh, on the fly. But we've got about 10 in an hour, so that's cool. And I think some of these some of these are lame, but some of these are good. I've looked um, into doing that live. There, there's, uh, there, we got some options. So we'll see if we can do that at some point in the it's future. Like Bill, it's like Bill O'Reilly. Do it live! Yeah, Anybody exactly. remember that? Anybody remember that? Hmm. No. Um, when he got mad when he was on the episode of Hard Copy from 1985 and he screamed, fuck it, we'll do it live. Remember? Anybody remember that? <laughs> I remember that? seeing no? YouTube clip of that. Yeah, that was great. Or the remember the YouTube clip of Alex Trebek swearing? That was awesome. Oh, I missed that one. Fuck. He said fuck a lot. Mind blown. Um, but Watching hey, my cat eat ham right now. Yeah, that's where we're at. Okay, if this is an episode that you're not thrilled with, tough darts, bro, because this is our weekend. And the weekend's fine, but this is a holiday, and we mm-hmm. don't we don't do holidays. Um, a little housekeeping to do. Um, we have the Sean Duty dating game lining up as we speak. Is that right? We do. I posted okay. a little uh, thing on the Tumblr about Sean Duty. Uh, still no takers, but uh, ten notes. So there are the word is finally getting out. All right, um, fantastic. <clears throat> we're going to be doing the Sean Duty dating game. So if you live in or near New York City, and you want to be in the same room with us to take a chance at romance or to allow this uh well we all know Sean Duty to be a hard stud it's virile yeah virile virile Adonis is Greek could, uh, Grecian statue he, he gets so hard you could hang a bucket of water on his cock <laughs> um uh if you want to allow him the chance to buy you a drink and attempt to lift your shirt up and touch your stomach <laughs> if you want to see what it's like to watch him try and open a bra clasp oh, then uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you're like no it's it's a fabric bra you just have to lift it off what, what? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. bras have come so far <laughs> you know it's funny thing about the bra so that's what you're in for that's what you're in for but you know what at the but when you get your clothes off at base level and you feel his warmth man it's just like making love to any other hot dude and i know some of you girls out there have made love to exclusively hot dudes but prepare to get your mind and your bod blown by this motherfucker Okay, because I've seen him in action, and oh my god, <laughs> I'm like two words: live porn. Live okay, porn. <laughs> all right, this motherfucker. If you think he's you think he's leering at you? Forget it. Okay, he's he looking is. through you. Actually, he's looking through you onto the horizon where you and him will fuck on the beach, and not get sand in any of your genital parts. Perfect. Perfect. He doesn't like the beach. You'll have to like really twist his arm to get him to the beach. And even when you do, he's going to wear like an anti-sec t-shirt. Exactly. It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. But um, the, the, your bodies will be cleansed in, in the waters uh, out on Coney Island, and um, you'll buy your gin and tonic, and uh, or a wine bloom. If he buys you a wine bloom, girls, careful. It's on. It's on. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's on. If you would like to participate, I know we've. Pulled the audience many times, and your response has been 0.0, sadly. <laughs> but uh, uh, look, fucking sheeple, okay? Dare to step out of the ordinary. And, you know, I know if you're a girl in New York City, I know you're lonely. Mm-hmm. Take a chance with Goody, okay? They don't call him Goody for nothing. You ever see his, how his fingers move on the fretboard? Forget it. Skilled man. Yeah. If those fingers are inside your undies, it's a wrap. <laughs> Okay, just let it happen. All right, you'll put on some. He'll put on some Julian Cope, to take off his Doc Martens, and you'll be in heaven. I apologize on- about his fingernail length, like a lot, like a few <laughs> times. He'll mention oh, I'm it. Sorry, sorry, really. Uh, 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 
but you know, you'll be on cloud 10. No question. <laughs> right, you'll wake up and then, you know, you'll be like, Oh my God, I, I just, I made love to that guy, Sean Duty last night. And he gave me 12 orgasms. It was unbelievable. I guarantee that's what will happen. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed or your money back. So that's what you're into now. That's, that's yeah. it. So, that's what, that's uh, get per- at us and you know, let's get this going. That's what I'm personally into. That's, that's exactly uh, what you're into. Dreaming about Goody and all of his glories. Um, so do you want to dig, dig into these Tumblr questions, Andrew? Or Let's just get like right some... into it. Let's just start okay. the press conference. All right. Tap, tap, tap. Take a, okay, glad we could all gather here today for the Overnight Drive podcast. Um, I'll take the first question. Um, uh, more Punk House stories, please. Well, we just did that. Um, Hans, do you like Suicide Girls? Interesting question uh take me a lot of time to think about this um on off okay cupid at one point i made out with a girl who is on burning angel okay (laughs) unbeknownst uh i think she may be a suicide girl uh i live next door to a suicide girl who then became a lesbian activist okay also Uh, but do i like them i guess it's not really my type i mean it is but there was a point you know. where I think everybody who had an internet connection and uh, was just in that like that proto scene at some point <laughs> was was with somebody who was on or later oh, went man. on to be on Suicide Girls. <laughs> well, I mean, when you were like, I mean, when it came out, it was like two thousand one, right? Yeah, it was like because re- it was girls that you would see at shows and you'd be like, oh my god. Well, like, that was no it. That's way. All, like everyone I know from that point has been like, oh yeah, I you know I was with so and so from Suicide Girl, and then you know you have people who like lie and said uh, yeah. said they were yeah. I was with Meredith from Suicide Girls <laughs> in nineteen ninety nine, like before anybody knew who she was. Like, um, what are you saying? I don't understand. Weird time. Weird time though. Yeah. Weird, weird. time. Uh, yeah. I um. Uh, it reminds me, I didn't tell a story last week. Real quick, um, there's a porn star named Loretta Scars. Okay. And when I lived in Louisville, she was around. And uh, I knew who she was. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was neat to see her uh, be able to, uh, a few years later, go to um, girlnextdoor.com and get plowed by a guy with a tribal tattoo. <laughs> so, and, Like, I watched her buy soy milk. Yeah, I watched her by. I watched her. Uh, I watched her at Suds and Duds do her laundry, and we exchanged conversation. And then, <laughs> and then there she goes. Now she's in California, getting plowed by a guy with a tribal, uh, who has like an, a weird like wristband over his tribal. Nice. That, um, yeah, uh, it's cool. Good for you. Um, and I, my heart was warmed. I did. I did cuff to that video. <laughs> I certainly did. Okay. It was long, and uh, it was a long video. It was like maybe thirty-five minutes long. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I, it's I a like lot to ask of people. I know. 35 minutes. I don't know, though. I go long, man. I don't know the sex part. Forget it. I go long, dog. I, I already have another window open. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm learning Apple script in the other window. Oh, man. That's just because you're so fucking jaded on porn, dude. <laughs> Stop slut shaming, man. My All bad. Right. My might bad. be. My, might be, bro. All right, so I guess we answered your suicide girls question. <laughs> sort of <laughs> cool. No, but that was really back then, and the girls who came out. But not only was it like you knew some of the girls, but it was like back then girls that pretty 
at least for me, the whole paradigm had shifted at the mid mid decade. But before that, it was kind of like girls like who looked like that were somewhat untouchable. Like, oh, she's got tattoos and she looks really cool and she mm-hmm. wears creepers and fucking whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like those people only dated like dudes in bands. And if you were a schlub just walking around. You immediately thought you didn't have a chance because you immediately thought they were like mean girls. At mm-hmm. least I did in my, you know, stupid 20-year-old brain, 25-year-old brain. And uh, and then I kind of realized that you can just talk to people and then they'll make the decision for you. It's nice. Pretty uh, much. But, but for right now, for the back then, it was like, wow, like, you know, oh, and I got bookmarked uh, Emily's fo- new photo set for, and pictures, still pictures you jerk off to. Oh, well, yeah, videos. yeah. And then when Burning Angel came out, my head popped off. It was like, oh, my God, all these, I love these, all these Alterna girls with, with tummy tattoos. <laughs> and I got, I got rich. I got a rich bone on that one. All right, what else um, we got? <laughs> uh, well, how do I tell my parents that they don't need to fake being interested in the music I make for me to know they care about me? <laughs> Whoa. Um, What's up, man? Are you 10? What's going on? Yeah. Um, I, would, I think it would be neat for them to fake being interested in the music. I know, right? Uh, my parents have never seen me perform. And they didn't fake it. They, they thought it was neat. And they thought it was cool when I went to other countries, but they never, they never faked it. And for one time, I'd like to, because I would have been a ham if they showed up to a show. I I think this person is young because they still care what their parents think at all. Yeah, it's like, look, just have them show up, and you can act like a ham, and you know, see, and then like you can even like you can have fun with it. You can even stage like a girl running on the stage and like attacking you with kisses Mm -hmm. if you want, or you can like show and get get ripping drunk. And then they're like, oh, my God. Start Dalton. throwing cash around. Oh, Dalton, I had no idea you drank at these shows. Yeah. Whoa. You know, like, yeah, like you buy your mom a Corona. You know, it'd be fun. It'd be cool, I guess. My uh, my mother came to one of uh, one of my shows one time. Uh, it's when she had just, like, left my old man and was, like, going through that weird life thing where she realized oh, yeah. that she can do things and, uh, you know, like, <laughs> have to go home and, like, deal with this guy. I think it was on a Black and, Sabbath on the way home Yeah, from I, just, I was like, oh, I can, I can go out and, and, you know, I remember her once being like, isn't there, like, there's, like, an 80s night? Like, ma! No, but you can't no. come to the places I come. Like, it's a sign. <laughs> no. Like, you can't do that. What if you got so drunk that you... Andrew... No, Sorry. my mother came to one show, and uh, it was the show where we played at, like, a little spot, and somebody put me through the drywall as I played. Like, somebody got, like, really, you know, like, the fucking Loa possessed them, and they got really crazy and put me through the drywall, and uh, my mother this never came to another show after that. This was not an end-of-year show. This was not an end-of-year show, no. <laughs> this was actually, this was the Wellington show. Oh, the Wellington. The Wellington. You were in that band with Matto. I was in that band with Matto. Matty. Shout out to Matto from Buffalo. Matto uh, texted me this morning looking for a brunch spot. Hell, really? Did yep. you did you give him that spot on the corner I like so much? Oh, I gave him uh, gave him a few uh, few to choose from. You're like, well, depends how far away are you. Yeah, what's, what's you your a, budget like? What's your budget like, man? What are you what are you looking to spend? You're looking to spend fifty or a hundred on brunch? I almost did. I cooked breakfast for a. Uh, I cooked breakfast for a girl yesterday, Andrew. It was oh, really cute. Oh shit. Yeah, no, she came over in the morning. It wasn't like a sleepover thing. No, right? let's that's not less get, fun. Let's not get fucking excited yet, okay? But came over in the morning, cooked her breakfast, and it was... I could tell she was uh, charmed. 
And, uh, but I did that old school thing where I just cooked for her and not for everybody. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I was still standing there like the people read it's like a that's like that that bronx tale shit that people women women no matter if you have fucking an amoebics tattoo or if you're a normal girl women respect the hell out of you when you cook for just them mm-hmm. and then you then you make your food mm-hmm. it was like she's like can i eat i'm like yeah, yeah go, go for what's, it. what's yours it's yours and she's like oh this is great this is great and then i made vegan pancakes and sausage and the shit was tasty i'm having a good time man all right I'm going on, like, real dates and shit. Sorry to disappoint the girls of Overnight Drive, but it's looking pretty good so far. Our, our listenership is going to drop off like a stone oh, once you get happy. No, man. No, I, you know, if but, you know, that then, you know, ladies out there, you need to step up your steel game, all right? You need to be like Peter Svoboda on the fucking Buffalo Sabres in the 90, <laughs> 94 fucking uh, champ, championships where he stole uh, the puck. I forget from who, uh, from one of the dudes in the Blackhawks, uh, Ron McDonald, I think his name was. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody, any sports player who I don't know his name, I just say his it's name is Ron, Ron McDonald. <laughs> oh my God, it's Ron McDonald, and uh, and uh, passed to Dale Haverchuk, and he scored the winning goal to advance the team. That's what you have to do. You gotta get your steel the, on the, the cannon. The the mold has been struck. The cannon has been set, and uh, I'm 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 thrilled. It's nice. Things are going well, which means now that I mentioned it, which means that it's going to be good father fodder for the podcast next week. Oh, no, yeah. The, the implosion is, uh, is imminent. Oh, the implosion is imminent. Just like uh, I think Nuclear Assault had an album called Implosion is Imminent. Um, it, it definitely is. Uh, things are going too well. Uh, things are going too cute. Uh, absolutely going to be a uh, a suck fest beginning probably <laughs> now. Yeah, All right. Gonna be, right. Gonna be, Right now, eight twenty-eight p.m. on Easter Sunday. Eight, yeah, on Easter Sunday. Oh, but you know what? Tomorrow is my fucking favorite holiday on Earth, Andrew. Fucking <laughs> April motherfucking Fool's Day, assholes. Guess what? Do you got what? planned? Well, last year I called my mom in the middle of the night and pretended to be a state trooper and told him <laughs> that I got in a car accident. But I can't because my fucking grandfather died. I can't do pull that shit. Oh this year. yeah, yeah. You gotta fucking lay off them. You just gotta do it at work. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm gonna, uh, but I can't. I mean, my my coworkers cool, but they're not that cool. Uh, I don't know. I might try to prank my dad, tell him I crashed my car or some shit. But it's not gonna be the same because last year was great. I was like, this is Ron McDonald from the Clifton Park State Police. Uh, we found your son crashed off the road in Interstate 87, and uh, my mother's like, oh my god, and I'm like, mom, it's me. Don't cry. <laughs> but it was like 3:10 a.m. on a Sunday night. It was awesome, dude. And, but then, but to my mother's credit, she just stayed up and kept talking. She's like, "Well, you got me awake. What's going on?" So that's Jesus what I get. Yeah. yeah, my mother's a patient. Between my father and me, my mother is a infinitely patient woman. Well, you know what? Um, Tomorrow is my favorite holiday as well. Opening fucking day. Yeah, I'm so excited. Let the games begin, boy. People are already calling the Yankees to like be worse than the Mets this year, which I think is yeah. interesting. No, it's about right so far. We'll see what happens. I was thinking about that Army game yesterday. Like all year, those Army fucking dudes are so excited to play the Yankees, so excited, and the Yankees get there, and it's all like fucking double A fucking teams. Like yep. no Jeter, no A Rod, no Granderson. Nobody you would mm-hmm. want to play against is there. It's all like. Like fucking dudes from Auto Parts Plus with fucking yeah, pinstripes exactly. on. 
So you go and uh, up, up to bat is Ron Jones. <laughs> Ron Jones, you last might recognize him from the Chippewa Anchors. He validated your parking yesterday. Yeah. Oh, my just, God. Yeah. Fucking real sad for those army dudes. He validated your parking yesterday, and he's, uh, may, you, might re- you might recognize him from Backpage.com, where he's <laughs> a massage pimp. <laughs> I just looked. At, I just Googled for a picture of Kevin Euclid, and he has decided to grow a mustache in lieu of a uh, beard. Oh, fucking low piece of shit. I, he's so low. I hope he breaks his fucking leg. Oh, I, uh, I can't root of, for him, uh, man. I, that's the, and the worst part is he's playing like better than anyone else on the team, which makes well, it because so, like, he's probably ten years younger than anyone yeah. on the goddamn team. Put a bomb below third base. I can put a landmine down there, bro. Bro, it's New York, bro. Don't talk about bombs. <laughs> Fucking TS, bro. TS. Uh, regardless, tomorrow is uh, tomorrow's opening day, which is Are weird you because I have. And I'm not going, but uh, an hour before uh, the game starts, I'm going to be at the office of a guy who has three uh, A Rod signed bats in the corner. Oh, so great. it's uh, it's it's a big Yankee day tomorrow. That's awesome. A Rod's not playing for yeah, like I, six months because he's quote unquote he's recover. It took my father less time. I, my 400 pound father less time to recover from a hip injury. Okay, seriously, let's go. Uh, the further the way, the way that guy stays right now, I'm, uh, I'm okay with it. Well, my dad or A-Rod? <laughs> Both. Maybe we could be your dad <laughs> oh at third God. base, actually. It would be kind of dope to have <laughs> oh your dad Oh, my God. Now up to third base, Hans is dead. And he'd be like there and like just chilling with like a hot dog. He'd be like, <laughs> hey, guys, you know. And my father would be into it. It wouldn't be fucking... Black sweatpants, the big old man ass. He's perfect. Man. So far, the best idea that, uh, that they've had for a third baseman yet. My, my father's from New York City. He's from Staten Island. Yeah, the local go. boy makes good. Finally, 69-year-old Richard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, success story, comeback story of the year. Uh, let's, you know, we should. Um, oh my god, I have so many ideas for that football game, though. Ugh. Yeah, we're gonna have to start writing uh, those down so we don't forget them. I just want to do commentating. I think we should go. You know, I think fuck this. Fucking these fucking punks. I think we should go into sports radio. That's a great idea. I think, I think we should do, um, because, but I think we should do like, like, uh, punk, uh, like sports radio that caters to like, uh, punks, punk scene because it's all you motherfuckers like sports. You just hide it. Mm-hmm. Or you don't know you it. Know? That's the worst part. You don't know it. Well, uh, to the, the woman I'm, I'm seeing's credit, I told her that, uh, if we last, Till football season, which is a, which is iffy. Well, if we last the football season, she's gonna have to essentially watch football with me every Sunday. And uh, she's like, "Well, do you like yell at the TV?" And I said, "Yes." It's like, no, I scream at the TV. I said, "I scream at TV, especially when this." Oh my God, Richard Sherman gets a fucking fumble return. I, I have three TVs because I inevitably kick one in. <laughs> exactly. Well, Justin Kiss. We had Justin Kiss just moved into his house and he had all the windows open. And these all these these like two or three lesbian house painters live next door, uh, and they all look like Katie Lang in like painting whites, and they all drove a van. <laughs> but it was cute because they're like it was also kind of old school because they would sit in the car together and smoke cigarettes because they don't want to smoke in the house, you know that kind of shit. And uh, but one night I was like I was like probably like early in the season, but we were kicking ass as usual, and um, I was screaming. I was like, oh, my God, yes! You know, oh, it was awesome. So awesome. And I think it was, it might have been the Bears game where Sydney caught it last second in oh. the game. Like, overtime. I was mm-hmm. like, holy fuck, yes! And uh, they were not stoked to hear my voice. <laughs> because, you know, it's like row homes. It's like it's like bumper-to-bumper houses uh, in the suburbs. So, like, uh, if you scream, it's like somebody standing in your living room. <laughs> 
and then they moved out and the house is now for sale so oh, i'd like to go. think that i had i had a part to do with that um perfect God, so if, uh, if you know you guys last that long she can go sit in the abandoned house and uh, urban <laughs> spelunk and you can just fucking <laughs> scream at the, uh, the giants game well uh i don't know i mean it might last I, i'm having a hell of a good time but you never know people are uh famous fleeting as they say mm-hmm. and um you know, one week's awesome is another week's heavy scene. So I'm just taking it, you know, I mean, she coined it. She said best is like, let's just take some baby steps on the shit. And I was like, cool, that's cool. You know, whatever. All right. Well, then to summarize, your parents probably do care about your music. They're probably just interested. <laughs> fucking chill out. Jeez. That question from 15 <laughs> fucking minutes ago, that terrible question. Well, you know what? Um cool yeah uh, keep playing keep trucking make your parents and if your parents don't come to your shows make them think you make you know seventeen seven thousand dollars each time you play yeah there you go problem well, solved my, oh my son is making a lot of money there's a lot of money to be made in that music bill you know at work he's like talking to you up and shit you know like on the links he's on the golf course like oh yeah my son's in the music biz seven grand a concert <laughs> apparently my boy. Uh, yeah apparently your your father's from mayberry <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, boy, play that rock and roll music. Pays you well, seven thousand dollars. <laughs> I should. That's one of my prank phone call voices too, which that's is a awesome. good one. Huh, I tell you what, I always go in when my Capital One calls me. I always go into that voice because <laughs> they those, those motherfuckers call me. I pay my bill every month, but I pay the minimum because fuck you. Yeah, and uh, they want me to pay more. They're like, I notice you're only paying the minimum amount. I'm like, oh. Times are hard, you know. Things, you know, it's like it becomes like a trailer park boys episode. Doesn't make any at some sense, point. although you make. If you're Capital One, that's when you make your money. When people only pay the minimums, why wouldn't they fucking be like, "You should open another card with us"? No, they're like they're like going great guns. It's not Weird. cool. Not cool. So if you're out there, Capital One, you're listening. Fucking get off my jock. Yeah, listen, Capital One. Your parents love you. Just chill out. Yeah, your parents love you. Fucking take a take a chill pill, bro. <laughs> All right, don't have a cow, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, we got some new questions coming in as we blabbed our gums. Um, what was the best show that we ever played together, Andrew? Oh, okay. Um, we used to have this like down pat, no problem. But this is uh, my memory is fading. So, what do you think, man? It's gonna take me a minute. Uh, <sighs> best show. Shit. Best show we've ever played together. Together, yeah. Shit. Um, hmm. I can't think of any shows that we played. Like my mind is just drawing a blank right now. Well, well, it's like, um, yeah, there were we played like a ton yeah, we, of shows together. Like how? maybe over, maybe like nearly a thousand shows together. I mean, we definitely played in like the two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty shows, like without a doubt. Oh, definitely. So um, you know, any 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 show from the Sincerely tour because we like it's weird. It's cool to be in a band where you pick up momentum as time goes on and people start talking about your album as you're playing. Yeah, it was nice. So by the end, you feel you know you've uh, you all got big cocks. Like every night, you're like, I remember I used to fucking jump, fucking jump, do the fucking. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh my god, man! We were like totally into it. And any of the European stuff we played together was. Fun. It wasn't always fair, but it was fun. Um, I don't know, man. The I best, really, yeah. the best show. Um, let's think. Uh, one of the reasons too is that when we would go to a place that you know you'd get to a VFW hall and like eight kids are there and you're like, all right, more people will show up later and they don't. And it's yeah. like around 20 minutes before the doors open, it just dawns on you like, oh, this is who's coming. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And 
I you know most bands just get you know bummed and do whatever and some yeah. like talk about leaving and whatnot. Our philosophy was always like, all right, there's eight people here, so we're going to melt the faces off of these yeah. eight fucking stupid idiots, and no, we're exactly. at least going to have fun. So even shows like that were just like a fucking blast because who gives a shit, you know? It's yeah. just whatever. I I'd say probably I mean it's gonna sound corny, but probably like ninety nine percent of them were like the best. And we had maybe like one or two that were like truly awful, like we just forgot. Yeah. But, you know what one was really good was the first time we played Berlin. Yes, um, at the Cassiopeia. We played a packed room, probably I'd say probably three or four hundred people just like crammed in there, but with three or four hundred you know, Germans who just don't seem to care or don't like yeah. outwardly show they care. So it was very weird. But uh, the audience wasn't being responsive. We're playing on a stage, which is really not like our strength. So like we already feel foot. weird. It's like a 10 foot stage. We're Big like stage staring thing, down, you know, lighting system flashing really, oh, yeah. you know, really weird. But when the audience doesn't react and doesn't give back, uh, Patrick gets really weird because he feels, you know, out of his element. And so he, oh, yeah. rather than, shy back and stop talking he just like extends out to try and fill the void so he started screaming at people and it started to feel like we were in like a roman polanski movie like everything started to feel like we were on an elevator that was just descending really rapidly uh it was that was a very good show and then while we were playing uh our set somebody was busy outside writing sons of bitches on our uh, van's uh, hood in uh in marker (laughs) They wrote here in you know, it's just sons of bitches. <laughs> and then we had to drive drive across Berlin the next day with people fucking clowning us. Like we just decided, well, fuck it, we're still gonna, you know, chill out in Berlin for the day and go to this record store. But every stoplight, people are like, ha 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 do it on bikes, like ha ha ha. We really lived that uh, national lampoons vacation oh, moment that there. First that fucking tour honky was, lips stuff. Oh my god, that was that first tour was like national lampoons totally, man. <laughs> oh my god. Like, can I even think about that? Like, was Goody with Goody was with us Goody then, was right? With us, Goody was think. with us. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't. Oh, Booster was with us. Booster, Booster had a good time, I think. I think so too. Yeah, I think so. Um, we all got kind of a classic end of year any type of tour. We all took like so each of us took separate planes. I think. Oh my god, that was the tour where Sean Duty got really mad at me at Heathrow Airport for telling him I didn't like Nirvana that much. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh my god. I, at the same time, I'm look across and he's he's like admonishing me because I don't like fucking Nirvana that much. I mean, they're okay. I like, you know, fucking Should be like I, I took a beating for Nirvana. Like, yeah, what did what you the ever fuck, do? Man. Fucking Fucking whoever, uh, fucking Kenny Brown or Ryan Mershon or some fucking fucking Ron McDonald. Ron McDonald fucking punched me in the fucking face, and then they left me out for dead. Left me for fucking dead on the side of the road with a broken fucking Nirvana tape and my dick in my hand. <laughs> so don't you tell me that oh well if you like in utero you're not really a Nirvana fan. I'm like fuck off, Sean Duty. You know what? Fuck it. We're not doing a fucking dating game for you, man. No Shark Tale for you. Fuck off. <laughs> No. The other great Sean Duty Airport thing with that tour was when uh, we all got there. And if you guys have ever been, I think, wait, what? Oh, we were at Frankfurt Airport uh, yeah. coming in. Uh, if anyone who's never been there before, when you come through customs, there are these big, um, like, frosted glass doors that uh, that open. <laughs> and then when people are done, you know, they close. Best story ever. So we walk through. I meet Patrick. We meet Eric Busta. I think you came next, and we're yep. all... We know Sean Duty's flight landed, and every time the door is open, we would glance in, and we would see him kind of frantically look around. And each time the door opened, he would be more frantic and more, like, whatever. 
obviously had lost his guitar and didn't know where <laughs> it was. So we're just waiting for him to walk through and like waiting for that whirlwind of nervous energy to yeah. uh, to blow through. It was palpable. And I did that thing where I just like grabbed my guitar and went and like then I didn't realize man. he was Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize he was behind he wasn't behind me. So I already crossed over. I'm crossing to Germany from the customs area. I can't go back in and help him. So he's on his own. Like oh my god oh, oh my god where's my where's the oh. and then like some dude I think some road crew dude or something finally came up and was like oh guitar guitar and so we see this through the window and he's like oh thank oh. god oh thank god <laughs> same then, same trip actually when we had to uh, get on the train after we were going oh to uh, the festival and but we, we couldn't like figure a, out which train it was we you know we, yeah. we, none of us speak German. And we asked this guy on the uh, on the platform if this was the right train, and he mm. nods to us. We're like, oh, okay, cool. We get on. We sit sort of across from him. We're just horseshitting. It doesn't seem like we're doing the right thing. You know, just something yeah. seems off. And after five or six stops, we turn to the guy again and ask, and he's like nervous and nods. <laughs> and then we start to look at him over the next few stops, and we're like, Oh, it's not that he doesn't speak English. This man is mentally handicapped. We asked yeah. a mentally handicapped person for directions <laughs> in a foreign country, and he doesn't know what we're saying, so he's just nodding. Pretty awesome. Yeah, that was uh, that was a real yeah. scream. That so was the we, most. And plus, it was like the Holocaust fucking slow boat train going about yeah. 10 miles an hour. So, like, oh, and we're, like, hot and tired, and there's bees all over the fucking place. Dude. Oh, that uh, was, that was, was something ready. else. I was ready to take a plane home, all right? <laughs> I was ready, man. But then we saw I saw some people going to a Frankfurt Galaxy game, uh, which is the former NFL Europe oh, uh, no franchise, shit. which I thought was pretty sweet. And then my spirits uh, regained their composure. And then we made it. And then we made it to some place. To not our best show ever. To not, to not our best show. Now, let's say maybe that was maybe one of the worst shows. But the Germans loved it. But then the next time, the next day we played at the fucking spot and everyone knew the words to our songs and we fucking rocked it yeah that was pretty good and then we we were like we were like so fucking high on the hog i think any we were like oh you're gonna feed us and you're gonna give us free beer and soda and it's weird beer and soda we've never seen before africola africola fritzcola oh my god if they could import africola africola man (sighs) i'll go back to frankfurt for one of those i would in a minute i just go I I don't care who I don't care I have to get back to Germany I really do fuck this place fuck America we'll just do an overnight drive uh, live tour of Germany no one will understand what we're saying it'll be weird but they'll give us Africola Um, let's do another question let's do it Uh, thoughts on the death of Jason Molina okay so if you've ever listened to the song uh, Love Leaves Its Abuser Mm -hmm. which is one of the saddest songs I've ever heard in my life I'm not surprised that he's dead okay he would have died from sadness or suicide or drink at some point. And uh, I might get in trouble for saying this, but uh, it's like the David Bazan condition. You know what David Bazan is, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Page of the Lion. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you write, you have talent and you write good songs, but you can't ever be happy about it. Yeah. You know, like... Oh, I think it's indicative of uh, an underlying mental condition that yeah, probably no shouldn't be treated by making music. Right. But it's like, hey, motherfucker, plant a flower one of these days. You <laughs> touch know what a I mean? tit, man. Touch a tit. Yeah, touch a tit. Plant a flower, touch a tit. You know, have put, cut, you know, maybe do some, maybe do whiskey and water mm-hmm. one night. You know what I mean? Like you, you have, but the problem is when you build your business on misery, much like Morrissey did when it was successful, 
you can't ever get out of that. Yeah, like that's if Jason it. Mo- if, because if Jason Molina was like, "Wow, this is like my happy album," like if when Dinosaur Junior wrote the song "Take a Run at the Sun," everybody thought they were assholes, mm-hmm. so they just went back to writing shitty, like, well, not shitty, but they went back to writing like sad, like you know, because that's what they're good at. You know, my favorite Cure song is one of the like later, like second reunion ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the lyrics are just about how women want Robert Smith to be shattered, and they're really disappointed when they meet him, and he's just like a dude, he's just like a cool dude. I, yeah, like I think that's that's a wonderful song. It must be so frustrating to be that guy. It must be, yeah. It must be so. I don't, I don't know how frustrating oh. it is. Like you fucking bought a summer house because you wrote three fucking chords together, but you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if I was Robert Smith, I'd no, I'd drive a cherry red Ferrari and I'd drive around with my fucking middle finger through the undoubtedly sunroof. Like, come on. And dudes like Jason Molina, you know, all right, you've devoted your life to sad music, and that's cool. But at the same time, it's like it becomes it becomes like you become that dude for like your entire career. You ever go to a party and there's like that dude who oh, postulates yeah. postulates on sad shit? He's like sitting in the kitchen with like half a PBR. And I don't like, understand how we all feel that we can celebrate right now when Mumia right. is still in prison. Right, exactly. Basically, on a larger scale. Yeah. You know, like, okay, man, well, you know, a lot, ton of people love your music, and maybe you should be cool with that. Uh, or, yeah. or, you know, like, you know, I don't know what happened in your personal life to make you so fucking Touch a tit, dude. Yeah, I've only heard a couple songs. Maybe he maybe he wrote a fucking, uh, maybe he wrote, like, a awesome song. Maybe, maybe he wrote, maybe he wrote, did, like, an uh, album of Technotronic covers. I have no idea. <laughs> well, but I'm doing I, oh, a thing now where uh, I've, I kind of, you know, I always knew that people ruined music for me. I have a very hard time, uh, you know, subtracting artist from fan. It's 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 not easy. But I listened to an album of uh, I listened to an album that it's weird for somebody my age to not have heard a million times and not know. You know, <laughs> like okay. I'm really late to the game. I'm not gonna bother saying who because it's gonna fucking people will clown me all day about it. Who is it? But it's really nice. I'll tell you once we're done recording. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, come on, man. The public wants to know. This is a fucking press conference. All right, all right. I had never sat down and listened to Bell and Sebastian. Oh, I'm 33 well, years okay. old and I never did it. You know, I just never did because fucking fuck you. That's why I never <laughs> did, you know? Like, get out of my face, fucking girl okay. from coffee shop. Fucking yeah. <laughs> stop shouting at me, hardcore kid with pompadour. Like, fucking get the yeah. fuck out of my face. What, dude? Um, what? So I just never listened, and I listened to, uh, what is it, like Tiger Milk, the first one? I'm like, this is a really wonderful record. That's nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I'm on a trip now where I want to experience all these things that fucking shitty cartoon people have ruined for me over the past <laughs> 15 years. I, I, uh, it's all right. I'm sorry. I just can't get off on it, man. I can't. <laughs> I'm the motherfucker listening to Bobby Brown. Maybe I have the problem, you know? Uh, but... Ooh, oh, we yeah, all, uh, speaking speaking of, we also uh, started an overnight drive po- uh, not podcast. <laughs> we we started a podcast, guys. It's no, yeah, no, it's weird. Um, we started a overnight drive Spotify playlist. I'll add some shit to that. Please, you do. know what? I'll start adding songs that people ruined for me that I enjoy uh, retroactively. Do it and post that playlist. Just make that make that one of the playlists. There you go. Like, pe- songs that shit that people ruined for me, and it'll be like all like Johnny Cash and um, Smiths. And like stuff like that, mm-hmm. stuff that sounds like Cold Cave, uh, <laughs> fucking Jason, fucking Alexander, whatever the fuck that dude's name was. I already forget. Jason Molina, Jason Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the depressing and thoughtful songs of uh, yeah. songsmith and poet Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander, the thoughtful poetry of Jason Alexander. Um, <clears throat> 
Uh, okay, you want to play? You want to do another? Let's you keep going. Do another one of these fucking. All right, here's a here's a uh, in depth one. Okay, <clears throat> just came in hot off the press. I'm falling for this lady. We're both in our thirties. She's in a committed relationship with a guy who followed her to this country, not the USA. Who cares? After a couple of <laughs> oh, fuck. <It's> already <laughs> this already makes me want to fucking run myself over with my own car. Uh, after a couple of years in Chicago, where they met five years ago. He's a swell guy. This is a fucking troll, but I'm going to read it anyway. He's a swell guy, but boring. According to her, he's getting boringer. Beringer. He's getting Beringer. He's he's getting a Beringer <laughs> amp by the month. By the end of the month, he's getting a Beringer mixing. Wow! Board. So he's like he's spending like 120 bucks a month. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't engage in any of her activities. Tries to get out of any social situation with her that includes birthdays and her friends, even her parents. She talks to me every day online. She's the greatest. I want her. This is going to be complicated, money. Yeah. Uh, I still don't. I don't understand. You both. Okay. So let me try and piece this together. I don't understand. Do you actually know her, or she just yeah, talks to man. you online, like you fucking okay. Facebook She's chat? In and a, like I love her. Yeah. I mean, I've done that a million times. It's not a good. It's not a, a silty foundation to yeah. be a starter <laughs> to form a relationship. <laughs> it hasn't worked out tremendously well yeah. for you thus far. It's like building a mall in a swamp. Maybe not such a good idea. Um, Okay, so, all right, so you, I mean, I really want to help this dude because I feel for you. Um, um, okay, so you're both in your 30s. She's, uh, you're both living in the same country. She's from the States. They met in Chicago. They decided to move together, but apparently she's not jazzed on that because he followed her. And I've done that mm-hmm. dude who follows somebody across the country, and that, that's not a good spot. Doesn't, also doesn't work very yeah, well. Yeah, generally she's running from you, man. Maybe you just cut your losses. Um, all right, so he's getting Behringer Behringer's by the by the month, which is kind of get expensive. Um, <laughs> uh, Behringer mixer, Behringer amp, <laughs> Behringer cabinet. Look, I got this Behringer DI box. I yeah, wish you would move out. <laughs> I wish you would move back to Chicago. I wish you would move back to Chicago. So cheap here. I woke up and there's a Behringer, uh, you know, four by twelve cabinet in our in bed with us. It's, it's it sucks so bad. <laughs> um, no, and he spent eighty bucks on it, which is amazing, brand new. Um, sorry, Behringer people, if you're listening. Uh, he doesn't engage in any of our activities, which is a real. I mean, if you're gonna pick up stakes and follow somebody. Maybe you should be a good boyfriend first. That's the thing. Yeah, that's, that's strange. Because I don't <laughs> do, do I, shit. Gabby goes out all the time. And I'm like, all right, I'll see you later. Yeah. Um, you know, you once a month, well, I'll go for it. But yeah, it's... But you're also on a groove thing where you guys, you know, fucking, you're on the, the destination path. Like, you you know, like, you, you seem to be... Uh, you know each other a really long time. Yeah. So maybe that's right. not so much. Yeah. But, but that's been guy, a big point of contention in the past, though. Like, yeah. where, you know, she just wants to go out. And I'm like, I'm 30. Mm. I don't want to do that. And that, you know, that's caused definite sure. problems in the past so this guy's yeah. got uh this dude move it's germany in my mind so i'm just gonna say this uh, it's dude exactly moved to germany, germany uh, in my mind. <laughs> uh to fucking be with this woman he may as well fucking go out to uh to the bar with her once or twice go out to the fucking oh. hate breed disco right exactly um she's complaining to you but there's a huge difference between complaining to you and talking to you every day and actually taking the jump and dating you because no doubt she is codependently addicted to this person yeah. because any normal person would get tired and bail after a while, but she's totally needs you as a 
Stop me if I'm wrong, Andrew. I no, she you're to- dead I think on she the, totally needs this dude as a as a valve to fucking release steam every day. Mm-hmm. And you're taking it as, oh, she's telling me her every whim. Of course she wants to fucking be with me, but she, it's just complicated right now, and she'll figure it out eventually, which is probably not going to happen. Well, she will, but it's not going to figure out in your favor. It's not. No, she's... And as much as uh, the shittier this dude gets, the more she's going to want to be with him because it resembles security and people hate the unknown as much uh, people hate. I mean, and I'm going to, I don't care. I'm tired. So I'm going to get flack, but I mean, women relationships really hate the unknown. I dated a woman for 10 months who hated who I was the unknown for 10 months. I was still the unknown, even though she knew everything about me because she was with another dude for seven fucking years. And that's like, quote unquote, comfortable. And comfortable means lame. I'm sorry, but uh, I've never been one to be like, well, you know, this sucks. I mean, like, if my car is on fire, I'm not just going to sit there and be like, well, this sucks. <laughs> well, my car's but it's on the, fire. Well, this sucks, but it's the only car I've ever known. <laughs> like, if I, you know, like, if my, like, I choose, I do change my sheets and wash them, like, every so often because events, like, they start to smell like shit. Uh but that's like laying in bed and being like, well, I would change these sheets, but, and they're getting really gnarly, but they're the only sheets I've ever known. And I, I just wouldn't feel comfortable with any other sheets. It's really that basic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. And, and uh, we can walk through, I can tell you exactly how this ends. Yeah. Um, go. I'm going to let you take this one. <laughs> yeah. She will definitely leave this dude. They'll have like a thing and whatever. Mm. Um, you'll probably sleep with her. Maybe yeah. go out on a couple dates or maybe like, you know, like spend a get... weekend like in bed, you know, where you're just like you're cute and you exactly. watch TV. You're going to get cute for about a month and a half, two months. I wouldn't even say that long. And then she's like, listen, okay. I just need to, I've been with this dude for so long. I just need to like, I feel like I need to breathe. And you'd be like, okay, that's, that's cool. Listen, <laughs> whenever you're ready, space. I'll be around. Yeah. Uh, at which point she will promptly get, enter a long-term relationship with an alcoholic who has like three leather jackets. Yeah. A complete rando who you'd, a complete wild card rando who is not that dude and not you. Yeah. <laughs> I can because, I can tell you exactly how this yeah. ends. So let's because just, you, you rema- you resemble uh, you resemble like the confidant, and that other dude resembles comfort, and she just wants to like basically jump on glass right now. Yeah, let's skip so a few she's gonna, chapters in this DVD and so I can get to the credits. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So um, I'm sorry, money. The car, the tarot is not in your favor right now. Uh, so I would suggest keeping a couple other women in your back pocket or not. But definitely don't fall for this lady. Right? Yeah. You're, but, and you're, but you're both in your 30s, so she should fucking know better by now. And you should know better, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You're both yeah, in these, your 30s. These are 20s problems. She's a cool American chick, and she probably looks fucking good as hell. And she's probably great in bed. And this dude's a fucking boner. He probably has terrible tattoos. But she loves him, and she doesn't love you. And she will... <laughs> You know? that was, yeah, that was, uh, that was right to the heart of the matter. Right yeah, there. I'm sorry, man. But you're cool and you're German and you're hip. But don't be a German about it. Like, really give it to her if you do sleep together. Like, really give it oh, to yeah, her. Oh, yeah, deliver the steel. Yeah, deliver the steel. Go, go down. Do all that shit, man. Because it's not going to happen again. Yeah, man. Fucking turn the TV off. Get into it. <laughs> yeah, turn off RoboCop. It's turn right. off RoboCop, man. Turn off the fucking, fucking car stuck. <laughs> Turn that sh- oh. Although, you know, put the keep car, car stuck, on. stuck on. Keep car stuck on because that shit's hot as hell. But um, you know, I'm sorry, man. And I wish I wish we had better advice for you. But yeah. this is it. We've both been through this shit. I've been through this shit for a fucking long time. See Seattle. Yeah, I bought one of the fucking bouncer like fucking person walking in clickers to keep track of how many times yeah. that shit happens. So it, it, you just need to kind of uh, set her free, man. 
and uh, kind of pull back from those constant texts and Facebook conversations and Snapchat fucking videos and all the other dumb shit you guys do together. <laughs> and if she's for real, then she'll fucking come back. But she won't be. And she'll be like, oh, Derek is Derek knows me better than anyone else. I could never leave Derek. Besides, he moved all the way here from me. But he just doesn't. He, he wears white socks, and I hate that. And, <laughs> and in your fucking mind, because you're feeling her. You'll be like, I don't wear white socks. Yeah, I throw I'm all my white socks than, out. Yeah, I'm way better than this white dude. This fucking dude. I'm way better than this white dude. <laughs> you uh, fucking hate this white dude. Hate this white dude. But you know, whatever. It's it's. You're living Berlin. I'm gonna just say you live in Berlin. Yeah, this is. These are people we've actually met in Berlin. Yeah. Now in my mind. Go on OKCupid in Berlin. Their fucking head will spin. All right, those girls are hot to trot and ready to go. I used to do tourism because Albany is so fucking boring. I used to do world tourism on my OKCupid. I used to be like, well, I guess I live in Berlin now. And people would message me 24-7. Yo, let's go out. I was going to ask you out on a date. Whoa. It's fucking hot happenings over there. Hot happenings, man. Hot happenings, man. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of spread happening over there, man. A lot hey, of I strange. I got a question for you. What up? Hans, are you coming to the SDF show in Philly next week? Oh, I'd love to, guys. Maybe I should. If you are, you won't see me because I'm not even going to the FSD, SDF oh. show in um, <laughs> fucking Philly next week. Wow. Well, that sucks. We should uh, we should both go and not play up, and just be there. Yeah, just set up like a uh, overnight drive um, like table where we just talk. We should do a uh, a real dickish thing where we have them play, and then at the same time we have a live podcast outside and see who draws more people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think uh, I know what one would be funnier. In our defense, there will be less talking at uh, at ours. <laughs> There'll be less bullshit. There'll be talking. less bullshit talking. Oh man, yeah, there will be much less talking and much less yelling. What else um, do we got here? Oh, this one. <laughs> this one's in my wheelhouse. Okay. I recently got a job as a salesman selling TVs, sound, and small appliances. Give me good Great. tips to be a good salesman because I don't really know shit. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah there you go. So, Andrew, uh, take it away. I, I forget who originally said this, but trust or value? One has to be established before this person leaves. <laughs> if not, then whatever. So if you can't, uh, can't establish trust, establish value. That's it. You'll do fine. Wow. You just taught me some stuff, Andrew. Yeah, That's there great. you go. Um, Let's see. What else we got? I'm really scrolling through the dregs here. No, we got some stuff on top, man, that is just really swelling. For oh, we got attention. more? All right. Oh, yeah. Let's see. So, another wheelhouse one, because we talk about dating so much. We just have to get... We, I think the, the Gabri uh, episode should be when we're all in the same room for this Yeah, we're going to have episode. to do that. Um, so, like, I just started dating this girl, but she seems hung up on her ex. It gets in the way a lot. She's really fun and cool, but she has these periods of mourning, I guess, about him. Mourning spelled M-O-R-N-I-G. Look, time out, motherfuckers. Did any of you go to school? I can't read any of this shit. If it's more than two sentences, you suck. <laughs> I was a fucking teacher. It just blows my fucking mind. Mourning. Mourning. Hey, my dad died. I'm in mourning. Soon I'll be in afternoon. That's, I was going to say, cool. It's afternoon here. Oh, fucking jump on a knife. Anyway, um, <clears throat> periods of mourning, I guess, about him. Will it ever go away, or is she rebounding right now? No question mark. Yeah. I ask her, and she gets mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I th- listen to this fucking bullshit. Look at this asshole. I figured since you dudes fucked a zillions, a zillions girls, you probably know it all. Fuck you, man. You get real touchy on this one. I mean, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate that fucking. I read between your lines, motherfucker. Whoever you are, read between your lines, man. Um, yeah, because you're a dick. I hope she fucking gives you the clap and then says peace. All right. Oof, man. <laughs> no, no, just kidding, anonymous. Um, same thing with our boy in Germany. Uh, I mean, but that's the thing that everybody's kind of different too. She might, she might really. That's the thing that's the most frustrating and most heartbreaking thing about it is that she might really like you. But she also like mentally checks out uh, during any type of emotional activity. Like, she's really cool when y'all are like throwing popcorn at each other, or like, you know, watching a movie, or like not doing anything involving thinking. But when you try to like put your hands in her pants, she'll like check out emotionally and think of her ex. No question. I just had a thought. Yeah. What if this girl is the same girl, and the person oh. writing is the boyfriend who's boring? And this girl's really hung up on somebody she met back in Chicago like six years ago. Oh man, I think oh, it, let's shit. just let's just pretend it is. Oh, without a doubt, I'm already All doing right. that. So, so Werner from Germany, who you talk to every day, <laughs> uh, and you've got Alan, who uh, or not Alan? Uh, what's that guy's name who moved from Chicago to follow this girl? Uh, uh, Timmy. Right, Timmy's we'll good. Timmy or Jordan, you know, whatever. Um, I know he's got all the moves and all the tattoos, but Werner, I mean, Werner's got like some fucking hard lines. He's, he's got that cute broken English. He always wears cute sweaters. He's got like the Hitler haircut. He's looking good. You know <laughs> what I mean? And you, you see him on Skype. I know you guys Skype. And, uh, when Timmy's like at his bar back job, uh, I don't know, man, maybe you should just, <sighs> I don't know. Maybe you should put on some Tim Kinsella and bone. Yeah, that's problem solved. Yeah, we're everyone's you, happy. We're gonna give you the opposite advice that we gave Werner. We're gonna tell <laughs> yeah. you go fuck up your life by throwing another dude you don't like into the mix. Sounds good. That does sound like a, that sounds like a great idea. Smashing plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. Uh, considering we fucked a zillions girls, a zillions, uh, a zillions. You know, that's my new name. Of my new band, a zillions. <laughs> I got a lighter one for you. Okay, good. What's your favorite movie starring Anna Faris? Isn't Anna Faris the wo- the woman who was used to be in uh, the band Arrested Development? She's like, you gotta be cool, you gotta be tough, you gotta be wiser. Who's that? Is that her? No, you're thinking of Mr. Wendell. Oh, fuck. What's your man. favorite movie starring Mr. Wendell? Mr. Mr. Wendell's <laughs> a bum, by the way. <laughs> Mr. Wendell. Uh, admittedly, I'm on the Anna Faris Wikipedia looking. Um, I think, uh, okay, I think Yogi Bear is my favorite Yogi movie. Bear. <laughs> she was in Yogi Bear. So, is, she, uh, uh, is she in that Not Another Teen movie shit? Um, she was in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. That's not really the same. She, oh, you know what? What's the, uh, what's the scary movie where Chris Elliott plays the guy with a little hand? That would be a scary movie, too. That's the one. That's mine. <laughs> She's in that, right? I think she's in that. I think she's in that one, yeah. Right. Along with Sean Marlin and Craig the Wayans Brothers. Oh, yeah, classic. Classic, classic. trio. All right. I don't know, but why Anna Ferris? I don't you know? know. She's 36. She's like almost my age. She's from Baltimore, so she doesn't take no mess. Interesting. Who the fuck's, who the fuck's Chris Pratt? What's he got on me? It's, oh, this is that dude from Parks and Recreation. Who, fucking, oh, yeah. who fucks Aubrey Plaza. Orby Plaza, who got a facelift and looks looks like everybody else now. Fuck Is that you. right? Yeah, good 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 move. Like, oh wow, like the like the last naturally cute girl in television history, and then he went and got a fucking face job. Stupid. Should have checked with you first. She really should have checked with me first. I'd be like, Aubrey, what are you doing, girl? Just go to Chip- we'll just meet at Chipotle. We'll talk it over. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Here's one. 
Okay. Now this one, this one could get epic. Mm. All right. How did you two meet? What are your first memories of one another? Mm. We actually got this one twice. We got this one last week too, worded differently. Mm. Okay. Well, <clears throat> should should I tell the story? You can start off. <laughs> okay. Well, um, this was back before like Facebook, really, or even like Mike Out Club. I mean, this was like a really long time ago. Like I'd say, like mid to late '90s, and. I asked, answered an ad on Craigslist, Casual Encounters, for I, uh, what's called a blow-and-go. And um, I met him at a motel near the airport. And we just kind of, like, hit it off right away. And um, I don't know. I mean, we did. We hooked up or whatever. But I, I was just about to leave the motel room. And, and I, like, um, I <laughs> turned around and I said, I'm Hans. And... I know this is kind of weird, but like, I think I like you a little. I thought it was weird. Yeah. And then, um, you were like, well, it's cool. You know? And you were like a little, a little different back then, but you still looked really good. And, <laughs> um, so we kind of like exchanged numbers and then we started hooking up a lot, like a lot. <laughs> I mean, um, and then, uh, then here we are. I was still really hung up on my ex-boyfriend though. Oh, I know. It was weird for a while. It was touch and go. Yeah, well, then Pierce moved away for good, and um, you don't really have to ever fucking talk about him again, right? No, uh, fuckers. You know, I, I love I love creating some dark theater for everybody. Punk <laughs> scenario with y'all. Andrew, uh, I lived in a punk house. Ta-da, go figure, with uh, this girl. Um, and uh, she was really cool. I, like... I like wore sweatpants and listened to Descendants at the time. I was like, a, I was like, really, I was on my Brian Baker phase. <laughs> I, <guess>. um, <clears throat> I was like uh, chasing girls around Colony Center Mall and shit. I was really out to lunch. Uh, I was like the the cool punk girl's weird roommate. And I come home one day. Who's sitting on my? He was sitting in my recliner. Sean Duty. Hello. My bass amp's unplugged and near the door. <laughs> <laughs> and this motherfucker Andrew's cooking vegan chili <laughs> fucking chopping up tomatoes in your, in your fucking uh, your kitchen I was like, oh, what? And, you said, uh, and I was like what is going on here what is this and I think I lived in literally a closet so I went in my room and slid the door closed <laughs> and uh, it's hard to make an exit with a sliding door it was yeah and uh, that was my only real experience Andrew would come over once a month and make food not bombs in my <laughs> In my fucking kitchen in nineteen in nineteen ninety-eight. And uh like they were in like police and like they I saw police line play a couple times and there he was singing and playing the bass and being like oh yeah basta and shit and like, you know, free Mumia, I'm I'm running this marathon on the name of Mumia and shit like that. And um I didn't really know who they were and I didn't like them because I was like super into old school youth crew hardcore and I thought they were like Fucking total scumbag fucking crusties. Yeah, that's the thing. Albany is so fucking weirdly insular, even though there's only 40 people that are <laughs> <I know>. around. <laughs> so you you clearly know who everyone is, but you don't, like, you make it a point not to know people. No. It's fucking bizarre. It's, Albany is like, yeah, it's like 40, the same 40 people in a fishbowl swimming desperately away from one another. Yeah. And then you have to kind of have, like, you have like the cool way to way to say hi, where you're like at a bar and you've had four beers and you're like, oh my god, your Facebook posts are so funny, 
and then you see them in like completely sober at like Barnes and Noble, and you avoid eye contact. <laughs> uh, that's a ba- that that's Albany in a nutshell, right there. <laughs> and then I you- vividly remember years before living with them, riding a CDTA bus with Mike Dick, and like we both like. Didn't obviously <laughs> recognized each other but just had no context with which to speak we're just like okay oh uh, yeah you like music you like loud music <laughs> yeah, that's about it um yeah fuck that was uh that's all name for you so I'm, I'm sure y'all live in the same town as that uh yeah that's that's pretty bad <laughs> and that's how i remember andrew i'm sure andrew doesn't remember me back then at all but i do actually i remember that same time when you came home oh good great but uh that was a wild scene, and then we disappeared for years, and then uh, you started doing sound at a bar that uh, end of year used to fucking wreck, man. Mm-hmm. Used to fucking wreck it. And then we asked you to join, and you joined, and then we signed a riv. Oh, we're also forgetting the uh, when we worked together at Equal Vision Records, uh, <laughs> doing working fucking loading up shirts on oh, the dock. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, you were. Um, you were receiving, and I was shipping, and yep. we were like the odd couple. It was great. <laughs> And you were all like riding your bike to work and you're like fucking listening to X and I'm like Mr. Hardcore and I'm like getting into relationships with 18 year old girls and like all that other shit. And we, you know, you, uh, like I always say, your trajectory raised highly after that and then mine didn't. After <laughs> that, I kind of just, uh, I, I, I remember I made a point, a triumphant point to put my two weeks in at Equal Vision Records because I was going back to school. <laughs> I don't remember how I quit there, but I remember things got hard, and I went to try and get a job back, and uh, they wouldn't let me because Ian said he didn't like the way I quit. And uh, I don't remember yeah. what I did. We were all had your back, and that motherfucker was like, oh, I, don't, I don't like how that went down. I don't remember uh, what I even did. I remember no. I put in two weeks. I don't even know what. No, like, it, did I fucking run through? Did I streak through? I don't remember. Fucking mom and pop shop, man. Anyone who was there who's listening, when I quit, I would love to know what... Like, because I, I don't even remember quitting. I just remember I worked there and then I didn't. So, uh, yeah, yeah, anyone who has any insight, I'd love to know what that was. I don't know, man. I, I don't. I, that was a long time ago. But I, I, we, I know we all had your back coming back. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, please, no. Well, it, it, we, they moved to a new facility, and it became evident quickly that it was not particularly designed to. When you when you cook, essentially, when you cook shirts, when you screen print and then you cook them and and cure the ink. Uh, toxic fumes release and it was not equipped to ventilate those toxic fumes at all and all of us started getting real sick and weird (laughs) and doing fucking like arm wrestling each other and they're like oh my god i can't believe it's so hot in here so they put like a like a uh like a box fan uh in the ceiling (laughs) jesus (laughs) and that was i'm sure it's a well-oiled machine now but but for for the moment it was it was a rough spot, so all of us eventually left. And then after we left, they actually started paying people a living wage and uh, health insurance and all that oh, shit. Oh, right so, God bless Oh, yeah. It's like the spot. It's still the spot to work if you're like, you know, if you listen to Immure, I guess. That's your spot. Yeah, that, that was That's it. That's your spot. <laughs> it's all of a, as a label. I, I, uh, I have paid no attention. I, they used to be the label in Albany. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, the hardcore label. And now it's just like... I have no idea what goes on. It, it might as, it might as well you. be like an office building. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Coe and Cambria, right? They're they're not good. But Is that still a thing? I guess. I remember uh, when Coheed and Cambria was on, I think, their first Warp Tour. We were we had to do like 20,000 shirts, like some ridiculous yeah. amount of shirts. And the boxes started to pile up so high in my dock that they were actually covering the windows and blocking out my sunlight. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like a really poetic thing. 
and I remembered having nightmares where I would be running and Coheed and Cambria shirt boxes would be falling and I couldn't get away from them quick enough. It was fucking <laughs> unbelievable. And I don't dream for shit. So, well, uh, I'm on the other end where they came to pick up their shirts and motherfuckers um, lost the key to the uh, padlock on their rider truck. <laughs> and we had to cut the lock on that thing. And I was like, you know what? You guys are still really from Hicks from the Sticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh, we forgot. And they looked to us like... Um, they looked to us like, uh, oh, you need to help us now. Like, we were like, nah, we're good. We're good on that. You're not very good. Have fun. Yeah. Oh, remember when uh, Chris, uh, Chris Stain, I think, uh, yelled at Champion when they came in? Because Champion always complained about their shirts. Always, always, always. To the point of making like a PowerPoint presentation about how there was like a, a blotch of yellow ink on one of their shirts. And they came in, and this dude was like, fuck you, motherfuckers. And we all start laughing. And then we realize that he's dead serious and wants to fight them. Because they're such fucking tight asses. That was the best. Oh, I think I missed that one. That was great. Yeah, that was post you. That was post oh, you. That's a shame. I wish I could have seen know. that one. Well, you know, you still can, uh, because there is uh, many Anna Faris movies to... Uh, to view in that time. <laughs> okay. See, bringing it back to Anna <laughs> Bringing it all back. Oh, yeah. All uh, right, quick. let's take one or two more and, uh, and call it a night on this. Uh, specifically for me, Hans, can you tell the stories the best slash worst sex you've ever had in your life? See episodes 1 through 16. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's where you're, clearly you're just joining us here. Yeah, you're, you should do some backstory. Cats versus dogs. Why? Uh, I live with a dog who's cute and who's fun, and she's neat, and she's black. Uh, not that that matters at all. No, not that that matters. I mean, some of my best friends are black dogs, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have to go with cats, specifically British blue cats, because they're so cute, and they know how to mind their own fucking business, and... If I put, if I break open a fish oil capsule uh, on my dick, they'll lick it off. Well, wait, what? <laughs> Shit! Fuck. I'm going with dogs because okay. I step on cat litter every morning when I try and just like go to the bathroom and in uh, fucking that. you know bare feet. I have cat litter all over my feet. So yeah, dogs. I think I would be like sorry, my cat. Who's looking at me right now. <laughs> sorry, my cat. I think I'd be the kind of cat owner that would just leave the window open and they could go out and do their business. I'd train them to piss outside. You know, I had a cat that I did that with, and I remember one day like waking up, and you know, I didn't put my glasses on. I couldn't really like see, and I thought everything looked weird. And I looked down, and my cat, and during the night, had brought in a bird that had still been alive and just mm. tore it to shreds in my bedroom. So there were feathers everywhere. It looked like a crime scene. <laughs> uh, and that was the end of that. Is this the cat ass juice cat? No, no. This cat is uh, living with my father now. Probably still alive though. The thing I don't. It's like the Terminator. What's well, the cat's name? We're not going to talk about the cat's name. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's got to be something like Mafi or something really weird. I didn't even name it, but it's so bad. I'm just not going to talk about it. I tell you, if I if I get a cat, I'm going to name it Monty. No, it's that fucking be- cat, that cat was my girlfriend's cat. She got the cat in the punk house where we lived, where we met. Oh, yeah. Got the cat. And Did she get the cat from Mumia, dude? Uh, yeah, got the cat from Mumia. <laughs> um, and then we split up, and mm-hmm. she moved to Philadelphia, and she's like, 
could you just take care of the cat for I'll come I'm gonna come back in a week and uh, uh-huh, and, that and old, pick it that up. Old line. Sure, no problem. I got the cat, not a big deal. It's been fucking ten years. <laughs> ten years, bitch. Pick up your cat. Still oh my alive. God. <laughs> I know what girl you're speaking of. Yeah. And uh, it's probably in a boxcar somewhere. Almost certainly. Almost <laughs> certainly. Um, okay, so I'm going to erase that one. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Uh, do you really take yourself seriously? This is all fake, right? That's a question we just yeah, got. Yeah, I don't understand what that means, though. It's a little hostile. Yeah. Um, come at me. I, yeah, come, uh, the, people are, the people are saying, this person's saying that we... Are doing this as a joke because we can't possibly be taking this no, seriously. Of course not. No, never, never. No. Um, well, you see, that's the peril of having an interesting life. You always have something to talk about. And um, I'm sorry if you haven't uh, had the chance to do anything that involves <laughs> that involves anything, and you have to get a little tight when you when you meet somebody that has a story or someone that's been been somewhere or have done has I hate done that something. Guy. He talks so much. Yeah, he Just talks like, so shut much. Shut up, dude. He talks so much, and, like, maybe I have only ever lived at my parents' and, like, my girlfriend's apartment. <laughs> I have a life. Yeah, I have a life. I work, and I, you know, I'm, I'm on Tumblr every night. <laughs> I have a life. Look, motherfucker. Call a cop, first of all. Uh, second of all, um, drink a fucking, drink eight wine blooms and break a window. Yeah. Um, we take ourselves seriously. Um... Is this all fake? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the stories I tell are not true. <laughs> and uh, we, Andrew and I, we're never in a band together. No. Matter of fact, this is like Total Recall, and uh, uh, I used to be Hauser, and now I'm Quaid. <laughs> okay. Uh, sh- the, short, the short answer is uh, lick my shit. There you go. There you go. Can, uh, <laughs> put that on your tumbler. Yeah, like my shit. You can say that. Uh, uh, as always, I say, uh, unfollow button, top right-hand corner. Thank you. Um, um, why don't you guys answer as many questions between recordings as you used to? This is this used to be one of my go-to tumblers to read while drinking my morning coffee, but not anymore. Gabri said the same thing to me before. Well, okay. All right. Okay. Well, we'll answer a bunch of questions. Just send in some fucking good questions mm-hmm. because we get questions every day, but uh, some a lot of them aren't good. Um, well, I don't know. I don't want to say that. They're fine. Your guys are cool. Everybody's cool. Followers. You gotta understand. I gotta log into Tumblr. I gotta, you know, like, come on, yeah. man. I'm a, I'm a busy guy. You gotta make it worth my while to log into yeah. Tumblr and fucking type something. Um, can a small edit of the failed recording be made public so we can mm-hmm. hear where it all went wrong? Yeah, I'll, I'm actually. I'll, I'll get to that. We'll have a, uh, a oh. little point five episode where I put <laughs> the least funny thing we've ever done up. Please, it's 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 uh yeah. We're Andrew's tired and I'm sick. So um yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, what's the intro to song to episode 16? Sounds like Twin Shadow, but I'm probably wrong. Nope. From our friend in Taiwan, Punch in the Nose. Uh, it is uh, a song named Attack Me With Your Love by the band Cameo, which is one of the best songs ever written. And you should listen to that while jogging, running, fucking, eating pizza, getting drunk, texting your dad, uh, and all of the above. Because it's a great song. Uh, I recently did a major overhaul on my living space while listening to that song on repeat on my big stereo, and I got that shit done in an hour and a half. And uh, it really brought me there. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, cameo. Uh, it's on the it's on the Spotify playlist if you'd like to check it out. 
All right, let's do. We got one more here, and then let's uh, let's call it a night. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys have discussed body image before, and in that vein, I'd like to ask about baldness. I'm going bald, and it makes me self-conscious, especially when I'm performing on stage. I remember seeing Greg Graffin playing a couple years ago, and the house lights were shining off his bald spot like a disco ball. It looked ridiculous. What should I do? Shave it off, take hair growth drugs, get laser surgery, comb my beard all the way over my head, or just quit rock and roll? First of all, um, uh-huh. I did Google who this was. Um, it wasn't because Greg Graffin was uh, bald that it was ridiculous because you were watching a grown man perform a fucking commercial jingle. That's why it's ridiculous. Uh, so fucking delete that from your memory banks because yeah. that wasn't a real experience. Um, I don't know, man. Just cut it short. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I, I don't know why people fucking bug out about it. Oh, Greg Graffin was the guy from Bad Religion. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, man. Come on. It's like watching somebody fucking play the I Feel Like Chicken Tonight song live. It's, like, <laughs> fucking, it's like not a real thing. I feel idiot. like chicken tonight, like chicken tonight. It's, like, it's yeah, you're you're watching like a fucking, you're watching the Disney Channel. Oh, Greg Graffin. Uh, wow. Greg Graffin.com. Uh, what? Wow. Actually, if you go to Greg Graffin.com, it's kind of funny because a dude named Steve Marsh uh, bought the domain and held it for Greg of bad religion until he gets around. <laughs> what the fuck? Good do. Oh my God, boy, you, and this dude is leaning against a coffin filled with beer. So he's clearly got it all sorted out. Uh, all right. Holy yeah, man, fuck. I just, just, just cut it short, you know, like fucking pick a hairstyle that compliments the shape of your face or something, you know, just like cut it short. Don't pretend it's not happening. Cause that's when it gets weird and just whatever it happens. I prefer the fryer tuck look. Or, yeah, there you go. Um, what just, I would say is start to fucking bench press small cars, and then when people say things, you, you fucking take their jaw off their head. Yeah, pretty much. Or, you know, you can just, just... It depends on your life situation, too. If you're already getting that jug, if you've got a live-in, if you've got, like, a nice girl with you, you can, you know, you can paint your head brown. It won't really matter. Yeah. I mean, so you can do that, too. You know? Mostly relaxed. Not a big deal. Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. No one, no one thinks you're Greg Graffin, and you should fucking look at yourself in the mirror every night. <laughs> Maybe that's the whole God motivation about this. You're like, well, I should quit rock and roll because nobody thinks I'm Greg Graffin. That's, yeah, <laughs> got larger problems to deal with. I've got a larger problem, you know. Uh, and like your girlfriend's like all fucking, oh, what's wrong? Just tell me what's wrong. And they're like, you know, it's like Sunday night. You're fucking all tight, cooking loud. You know, you're making noise and you're cooking. You're like, oh, I'm so pissed. Just tell me what. <laughs> just tell me what's wrong, Tyler. Fine. Oh, I'm gonna quit rock and roll because I'll never be Greg Graffin. <laughs> Pause your NoFX DVD and talk to me. And she has to like look it up, look up who Greg Graffin is. She's like, oh, 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 oh. Well, uh, that's okay. Maybe you could be somebody successful and said, maybe you could work at my father's law firm. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like you know, like eight years ago, you your band opened up for Yellow Card, (laughs) and you're like, you tell that to every single fucking person. Back in the day, we opened for Marilyn Manson downtown. It was amazing. And then, like, you still tell people that. Like, it's like it happened yesterday. Like, hardcore dudes, man. Uh, remember that shit that happened back then with that band? It was amazing. Uh, yeah, but that was like... A, so wasn't. But that was, like, really long time ago, man. 
like really like like 2001 2000 you know best experience opening for american nightmare back in 2002 changed my uh, life changed my fucking life those are the you're working a 2 a.m shift at taco bell dude you got two kids maybe you should have fucking changed your life more than forever forever the best band oh my god amazing um all right well uh, yeah i got i got nothing more (laughs) that's the best i'll be able to do Okay, uh, kudos to the person who drank a shit ton of wine blooms for their birthday and got oh, yeah. so fucked up they couldn't walk. We weren't kidding. Um, that'll fuck you up. That'll really fuck you up because <laughs> you have a belly full of wine that's absorbing twice as fast because it's food, but it's bringing along that alcohol from mm-hmm. the scotch, and you're going to have a hell of a time. Yeah, Just you're going like, <laughs> to be, be moving real slow. Um, All right. This has been Overnight Drive number 17. Is that right? Number 17. We're 17 weeks strong. Cruising towards 20. I thought we were going to miss a week there for a second. Things were looking hairy, but uh, we're back. I think 20 is going, ideally, depending on how many women or men, I mean, Sean Duty is kind of a a wild child, decide to uh, take us up. We only need three women out of how many women on Earth? Come on. Come on. Three. Even if it's a goof. Just come on. Three women to sit in a room with us for like three hours, have a couple of laughs, get a little drunk on wine. And then like, you got to make out one of you got to make out with Sean duty. Yeah. That's all. Right? No, that's big. all. All right. And believe me. And you know, before you go on, before you get all self-conscious, Sean duty never asked us to do this. No, just, he's actually going to get really mad. I haven't no, talked to him about it at all. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got, he's got pissy britches over this whole fucking thing, but we're going <laughs> to, I'm going to literally like hold like a comically large rifle with like a, a knife at the end of it and, and march him to the house. <laughs> March. Oh, tire. March. I'm going to walk him across from like Hoboken all the way across to Brooklyn. And, nah, we'll and, be good. We'll, we'll get him in here. Yeah. And then you girls will be there. Andrew's apartment's real nice. Don't feel threatened. We're going to have food, drink. We're going to ply you with food and drink. It's going to be neat. And We're going to put Sean Duty in another room on like a rickety wooden chair, like really yeah. awkwardly with nothing else around him. So he has no, nothing to lean on. He has yeah, to just sit and there. And you're like in Brooklyn. So like, you know, you can ride the train with him down to the Charleston and like make him buy you a beer and you can eat a pizza together. And then, you know, he lives kind of close. So maybe you can give him some good jug. Win, I mean, win. like when, I mean, like touchdown fucking Super Bowl winning scenario, you give Sean Duty some jug and then you have a story and he has a story. And everything's cool, you know. You got like, and we can interview you like post coital for the podcast. It'd be great. All right. Well, we'll be back next week with eighteen, hopefully with mm. some uh, some prospects for the Sean Duty dating game. I hope. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get at us about that, uh, Facebook.com slash Overnight Drive, Twitter.com Overnight underscore Drive, um, OvernightDrive.com. Um, if for some reason none of those appeal to you, overnight drive podcast at gmail.com will go right to my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can get us on iTunes, get us on Stitcher. I have not logged into Stitcher in like six weeks. I'm curious <laughs> to see what that's looking like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, even if you don't want to join the dating game, leave a review, tell your friend. I, I, I want to see people do stupid shit. Mm-hmm. I want to see people, like, fucking put overnight drive bumper stickers on cars they don't own. Like, real dickhead shit. Please. So, yeah, you know. It's cool. Uh, I have uh, ifuckedhere.tumblr.com. Uh, ifuckedhere.tumblr.com. It's uh, basically people just send me... Now that submissions are open, it's been going pretty well. Uh, people just send me a Google Maps photo of where they fucked along with the story. Awesome. Everybody's fucked somewhere. So maybe you'd like to tell the story. Um, also, uh, 
not very uh, not very updated but uh, existing is uh, youlooksad.com youlooksad.com feel free to add me on facebook uh because i'm a uh, cool motherfucker uh i guess i should plug uh, self defense has a uh, a show in philly i guess next week yeah um but i'm very self involved and since i'm not playing it i don't know or care where or no when deal. it's happening so yeah. uh selfdefensemusic.com uh, go yeah. check out there and see what's going on and i'm not i'm not andrew nor andrew nor i are going to be there so uh why go exactly it's fucking why go home why why go home <laughs> thank you i love thank you for that pearl jam reference That's no good. problem <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. Fucking be cool, touch a tit, and let's cue the music. Cue the music. <laughs> Hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.